Well, let's welcome back Coach Tresky. Coach, are there team updates for us? Uh, biggest team updates, we're, we're trying to kind of learn from, from the last game, uh, take the positives, and, and translate it into to this week's homecoming matchup against Lakeland. So, brand new season, conference season. Um, excited to see where we can go. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Carroll game last week. Your overall thoughts on that contest? Um, well, I, I liked how we started. I felt like, um, you know, offensively we had a couple nice series. Um, really, really started to hit our stride. And, it, you know, I think be patient with the, with the game. We didn't force things. Um, defensively, I thought we played really hard, struggled a little bit at the line of scrimmage this week. Um, start As the game progressed, you know, one of the thing, things that happened um, – on both sides of football, when, when the score started to distance itself a little bit, we tried to we played outside ourselves, um, and that's something you know. As our team matures, we have to learn how to play one play at a time. And it's such a it's a coaching cliche, but the only way you know to get where you want to be is to master what you have in front of you. Well, well let's talk about that aspect of Roma. You, you've gotten off to very quick starts in each of the first two weeks of the season. How, how do you feel like you translate that further into the game? Um, you know, we have, um, a significant amount of guys that are like, I would say first year starters. Um, so not all of them are freshmen, but you know, like our sophomores and juniors, it's their first time really playing a significant role. Um, and what you see with those guys is, is as like the emotion of the game, um, kind of turns and ebbs and flows as, as it always will. Um, our play gets a little bit more consistent with game flow. And so we're, I'm really, really trying to help us to, to learn how to play just within ourselves. Um, you know, I, I feel like we've made some strides. I was really pleased with the strides that Matt Davis took as a quarterback. Um, I think we're seeing some development at, at our offensive line. Um, I think our linebacking core has done a nice job. And, and so we're, we're trying to settle in, but um, you can see, like, as, as the game flow changes, our emotions dictate how we play. Now, kind of along with that, I felt like you guys were, were really battling hard. You're right in the game until about maybe midway through the second quarter. Can you feel on the sidelines that maybe the momentum is shifting against you a little bit? You can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. And it's it's a really difficult thing as a coach to redirect. Because um, the guys, like, we, we've got some sharp guys. We're on the sideline, you know, and, and we talk about it. They can they can cerebrally understand it, but it's one thing to understand. It's another thing um, to be able to change it in the moment. And that's what, that's what we're trying to get to. And a lot of it honestly stems from, I think, just our preparation. So we've been a little bit more um, intense in practice. We've, we've actually, you know, we know we're going to play some teams that, that are pretty vocal and stuff like that. So we've encouraged our scout teams to be a little bit more vocal, um, which they've had way too much fun doing in practice. So we're doing some things to try to help kind of um, learn how to steady our minds um, no matter what's happening around us. Now, watching from the outside, I, I thought Matt Davis looked a lot more poised, a lot more comfortable. Things kind of sped up on him, I think, as the game went along, you know, with the guys being behind a little bit. But did you feel like he's getting a better handle on what you want him to do out there? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I thought his first three series um, were pretty solid. You know, Matt's, Matt's um, a fiery player. He, it's, it's what makes him competitive. Um, he's, got, he's got a really good inner drive. And what I'm trying to help Matt learn is is not to to have to make he doesn't have to force anything right. He's learning how to stay patient. You know, 
he's great. We had we do QB meetings um, multiple times a week, and he and the other quarterbacks come in, and you know they're getting to a place where they really have an understanding of what we're asking them, what we see on film. So that's exciting. Um, and now it's just you know learning how to do that in the moment. And uh, he took strides. I felt like he was he was a much better player. Um, against Carroll than he was at Lake Forest, so that that, that excites me. Um, and and we're going to continue to work to help him get where I know he's capable of being. So, who are your players of the game? Uh, so we we had a few. Um, you know the, the I'll start actually with our Warrior of the Week this week. Um, Tre- Trevion Green um, has done a great job for us in in like a kind of a hybrid tight end role. That's a new role for him. Uh, a lot of selflessness involved, much more blocking than, than in, in his uh, receiver role that he was, he's was he been doing for us the last two years. Um, but you got to see the effects of it then in the past game. Um, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle at times, and we get some mismatches with him. So was really proud of Trey's selflessness. He's growing as a blocker and just been a great team player. Um, our scout team players, I'll, I'll do scout D and scout O here. Scout D was Jaden King, defensive lineman, freshman out of Fox Valley Lutheran. Jaden's been just a terror um, up front in our scout looks. Definitely will get some reps with our ones here soon. Um, was a guy we were excited about coming into camp and unfortunately was still coming off a, sh- a shoulder surgery, um, so had a rehab a little bit longer before he could compete, doing a great job. Um, scout O, we had Noah Corrado, freshman running back for us out of Miami. Noah's a tough kid, um, shifty, brings a lot to us in our run game, um, super coachable, and just did a really good job of replicating, you know, what the Carroll backs can do, um, and they had a nice game, you know, so you could see we needed a good look, and Noah did a good job of that. Um, offensively, you know, there was a couple guys I think stepped up. It was good to see Jordan Jewell getting some touches and doing what he does best um, with the ball in his hand. Just really electric underneath, um, shifty, explosive, and, and did some good stuff in the screen game. Um, defensively, Kyle Kabaki has been all over the field at eight tackles like a TFL. Um, really one of our emotional leaders on defense. And um, ho- hoping that we can get him going a little bit, get some, some complimentary play on the other side so we can get Kyle one-on-one. Because when Kyle's one-on-one in pass, in pass pro, we're in a good spot. And then uh, the last guy I want to talk about is uh, Javi Maria, freshman for us out of San Antonio. Javi's been kind of a jack of all trades. Literally, I think he's been on every specials unit. Um, started for us in the slot this past Saturday. Did a nice job as a receiver, but just all over the place as a special teams player. Has like three block kicks already this year. Um, just doing a great job for us. And so, um, in games that are tighter, those those things that he's doing are really going to make it'll be magnified. It'll make a big difference. And so proud of him and his effort and. All those guys. We have a lot of good young players stepping up. So, yeah, that's our group this week. Well, let's jump into this week. You take on Lakeland, uh, a team you know well. Uh, so they have a tough loss they're coming off of as well. What are your keys to this contest? Uh, so Lakeland is, is a talented football team. Um, they thrive you know, off of big plays, both defensively and offensively. They've got some team speed. Um, so I think for us, yeah, I think number one is, is, is limiting their big plays. So, I mean, protecting our quarterback. Um, you know, Coach Leto does a good job at their defense. They're going to bring a lot of different types of pressure, um, and we got to be able to withstand that. Um, I think, you know, on our defensive side of things, you know, they, they definitely like to throw some vertical shots, so limiting um, those opportunities and forcing them to drive the ball consistent. Um, they're an emotional team, so when things are good, you're going to see it. 
Um, when things are bad, you're going to see it. And so for us, it's, it's doing everything we can um, to redirect that emotion. Um, and then, you know, I, they play with a chip on the shoulder, um, but it also means that they're going to be talking a lot, and so we got to be mentally strong. And so that's one thing that we're talking about is we want to make sure we're keeping our composure. Um, because they play with so much emotion, sometimes it backfires and, you know, causes some penalties and things that get them to play outside themselves. And so we, we want Lakeland to beat themselves, um, and we don't want to help them in those moments. So we have literally been practicing against trash talk all week uh, so <laughs> to get ready for uh, the type of energy that they bring because they play tough and, and they come at you. They had uh, Jaytron Jaytron Beverly had a huge week for them last week. Do you feel like this team kind of moved from being a, an offense that might be a little more pass heavy to wanting to run the ball more now against you? Um, potentially, you know, they they do some unique run game stuff. Um, I I I really always respected Colin as a coach and think he does a nice job as an offensive coordinator. Um, and and they they present some different challenges with how they they. They read the run game. They're, you know, they're a base zone team, but they can read like three different players in those zones. Um, so you got to be really disciplined in your run fits. And you can see it with Jatron. You know, they, I, Buena Vista played them in some man coverage. Um, so you take away your, their screens and, and some of the stuff they do on the edge when you do that. But if you miss your run fit, it's it's six, and that's what happened multiple times. They they, they made them pay. So we're going to do our best to, to create some pressure in different ways, um, limit limit those explosive plays in the run game. Um, if, if you had to, you know, I think the honest game plan on both sides is, is which team is going to try to make their – both teams are going to try to make the quarterback beat them in the air because um, both teams will struggle a little bit in the pass game. So that's going to be kind of the, the, the key to the game, both sides, is which team is going to break in that in that respect. As you mentioned, your first conference game of the season, then you have a bye week. I'm kind of curious if this game takes on a little more importance to you because of both of those factors combined. I think so. I think you got two teams um, both trying to find the first win, um, trying to find some positive momentum things to build upon. You know, there's always things that, that even in losses, you can find some pauses that are taking place. But, you know, the natural human nature is you want – you want that reward, right? You want to come away with a win. So um, both teams are trying to find some of that, that positive momentum. Um, you feel it more in a bye week for sure. I think whatever happened prior is like residual effects. Uh, it, it's funny too. I think that the hardest part of, a, of coming out of the bye week is getting back into rhythm. We looked at the, the NAC results last year. It was, like almost, it was like every team but one lost after their bye week. It was crazy. So there's a huge challenge in keeping your team, you know, that keeping them recovered and rested, but also keeping them focused on on the task at hand, coming out, you know, and, and doing what you need to the following week. So yeah, we, we'd love to head into this bye week knowing that we played our best football game so far, and, and hopefully that leads to to a win. Well, let's turn to fan questions. We have a couple from Dave for you. The first is he says you have such a young team. Do you feel like there is going to be some significant growing pains before you are able to gel this group into a formidable club? Uh, yes. <laughs> Probably not. There's, there's been and there has been. You know, we, we've played two veteran football teams, um, particularly up front, and and you've seen that um, in in the results. Um, we're, we're learning and growing and. We've made some significant strides, and so, um, yeah, we're excited to see that it's like a, a double-edged sword, right? You, 
that you have to be patient, but you also get the reward of, I think, a little bit more growth when you have a younger team. So I think as, as we progress weeks three, four, five, you're going to see a very different WLC team um, because those young guys are finally figuring it out. He would also like to know, at what week during the season do you feel like freshmen and sophomores should have a solid grip of the schemes and are playing better with their teammates? Um, well, you hope week one, but unfortunately that doesn't always work that way. I, I think um, every guy is different. You know, we, we've got we've, – I've coached college for, you know, 11, 12 years, something like that, and every year there's – there's there's freshmen um, that are ready to roll, right? They just it, they pick up the game speed a little bit quicker. It doesn't phase them, um, you know. Because I think the biggest change at the college level is not your athletic ability; it's it's your ability to process information quickly. Um, that's a huge change. It's a huge adjustment. There's just more to factor in to to each individual play for for the guys. So some guys are ready right away. Some guys it takes five games. Some guys it takes ten. Some guys it takes two, three years. You know, so we're we're hoping, um, you know, that that we get our guys prepared. And it's it's something that we've talked about a lot as a staff is making sure we're teaching things in multiple ways um, to meet all the learning styles of our team. Frank would like to know. He says you like to use the no huddle or hurry up offense a lot. With the offense struggling right now, would it make more sense to kind of slow things down to give this team more time to think about what they're doing? Um, it's interesting you say that. So we we do use the no no huddle, um, but what I'll say is we want the ability to go fast, but not necessarily will we go fast. If that makes sense. So a lot of times I'll delay my call. Um, to allow, allow for our guys to process what they see, or we've used some check systems where um, the guys will get aligned and then they'll check with me and then I'll give them a call. Uh, so that, that is something that we've talked about a lot is delaying, delaying our pace and cadence, um, both to help our young guys understand what they're seeing and also to, to create some, some recovery time between series with our defense um, so that they're not playing you know, back-to-back series within a minute of itself. Jackson says, Coach Bruton took over the offensive coordinator position at Lakeland. Do you feel that he's learned from you and is implementing some of your ideas in his offense? Um, well, what I'll say, working for Colin, we, we it was a very collaborative staff. We worked together a lot. Um, so while he gave us leeway on the offensive side of things to do what we wanted, we definitely had a lot of conversations. So much of what he does, um, we had – conversations about when I was a coordinator and, and he did a really good job of helping mentor me and, and, and get me where I want to go. So it doesn't surprise me that we see some similar concepts and things, you know, still within their offense because it was things that I know um, not just I believed in, Colin believed in it as well. And there's some things that are his signature now too, a couple concepts that he's added that um, are, are unique to their offense. Um, they definitely play incredibly fast. Um, that's one of the things that he believes in as well is, is playing with just extreme tempo um, so, yeah, th- there's some similarities for sure. I wouldn't say Colin necessarily learned them from me, um, but we, you know, he, he kept them on, I would say, um, because he believed in them. Okay, so I'm going to say up front that this I've been doing shows for nine years, and this is the greatest suggestion anybody ever gave. So Bill says, okay. Coach Tresky, Coach I hear that Coach Bruton is afraid of cats. What about setting one in the Lakeland, Lakeland locker room before the game to get Coach Bruton off his game? <laughs> 
Uh, that would work. That would work. That would be some. That'd be quite the gamesmanship. I, I think you've heard the story, but I'll tell it one more time. So, uh, I believe it was 2016 senior banquet. Um, Kizlo Smith was a senior for us. Kizlo was a, a very quiet guy in public, um, and Colin would always try to get him to speak in front of his team, and he hated it. Couldn't. That was one of his fears was public speaking. So. Kieslo decided, you know what, I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to speak in front of the team, give my senior testimony um, at the banquet, but decided that Coach Bruton ought to face his fears as well. So he surprised Bruton and the rest of the group. He brought a cat on stage with him. And uh, I think Colin ran about 30 yards faster than I've ever seen him run. <laughs> and I'll also preface the cat was in a – it was in a like a – a container. I was in a cage, so the cat couldn't even get out, but he still booked it. So that might work. That might work. Jenny would like to know what your favorite homecoming moment is in your life. Oh man, there's so many. Yeah, so many. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I, you know, I will say last year's homecoming here was pretty special. Um, we had a, a generous, you know, Lisa Leffel and our alumni team. Um, was able to get a donation um, for fireworks um, for our homecoming celebration. And so we had a, kind of an awareness like, hey, there's post-game fireworks. What I didn't know was they were going to use them throughout the game as well. So our guys came out the tunnel and fireworks were going off. Every time we scored, the fireworks popped off. It just really felt like a big-time environment. Um, we played well that night. We had an enjoyable, you know, it was against Eureka. Had a good, really good game and finished up with fireworks as a family and just a special night. So, um, you know, I've been fortunate to be a part of a lot of great homecomings, both here at Lakeland and my high school career. Um, but that was one I'll definitely remember. And I'm excited. She's got it rolling again. We're going to have fireworks again. So for anyone that's uh, thinking of coming to a game, um, I would highly recommend coming. Uh, it'd be a great time. Free hot chocolate. It'd be fireworks going on. It'd be a good night. Fantastic. And now you've had a week to think about it this week. So some great words of wisdom from Coach Tresky. Words of wisdom. Well, let me let me share what we we talked about as a team. So um, on Monday, uh, we met, we always meet as a team. I always try to give them uh, kind of a, a word of the week, something to think about. And our word this week was patience. And um, we went through actually a lesson from Scripture of of the Israelites um, learning through their exodus uh, of how God worked in their lives, and yet even though they saw what God had done, even though they knew His promises for them and what 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 held in store. They still grew impatient, and unfortunately, there's a penalty to staying impatient. They, they, they did not get a chance to see the promised land, and so my encouragement to, to our team and to anyone listening is um, you might be in a difficult season. You might be um, experiencing circumstances you didn't anticipate, uh, but God, God wants us to trust him in those moments, to lean on him, remember his promises, and remain, remain patient that he's faithful and if we are faithful too, we will experience the, the, the promised land that he, he, he promises to us. So that's my goal for our team. We want to stay patient. We want to know that greater things are coming if we just keep doing what we have to do today in this moment. And uh, hopefully we can do that outside of football as well. Fantastic. Coach, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Really appreciate it.